It is my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Today, we're going to present to you the seven most common questions that you're going to get either from your current employer or from a new job opportunity where you're looking to become a remote worker. So these are going to be the most common questions that people are going to ask regarding working remote. And with these questions, there's definitely a right way to answer these questions and a wrong way to answer these questions. So I brought in both Diego and Marissa. Diego is going to shed some light on Well, hopefully he's going to give you the blueprint on exactly the right way to answer these questions because he's got over five years of working with remote professionals, interviewing remote professionals. So he's seen all of the all of the questions. He's heard all of the answers and he knows exactly what to give you. So we're going to give you a roadmap on how to answer these questions, how to nail that interview. And then Marissa is going to come at you with kind of a like, what kind of perspective are you going to give me, Marissa? What usually give me something? <laughs> what, <good>. Well, Marissa, give. <laughs> what are you going? Yeah, no. What What do you have to offer? Yeah, here? it's usually yeah, something regarding the more, <laughs> career more building, tactical side of career coaching, and like the general frameworks for interviewing. And then Diego's going to give some really awesome, just yeah, specific all the answers he's heard of what he's looking for personally when he hires. So you'll kind of get specifics from Diego and more of the general, like here's why for me, but back and forth with all of it. We have a lot to add. And then Jeff will tell you maybe all the wrong ways to answer. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) As it's true, as prepping for this podcast, (laughs) I went through a few of these questions and I said, inappropriate to ask, wouldn't answer, wouldn't answer. So maybe, (laughs) maybe I will throw in a few of those and then you guys will just have to rein me in and say, folks, don't answer like Jeff. That's fine. I might just add a little color that's inappropriate. Whatever. We're typically just, how we always roll here. Typically the <laughs> way it generally goes. Before we jump in, just give me 30 seconds. Where are you guys calling in from today? I'm going to let Diego go first. <laughs> I, it's actually, it's amazing to be back on the podcast. It's been really long. And part of that is actually because I am somewhere on the other side of the world. I'm in, in Bali right now. I've got this little tool called Crisp that kind of drowns out the, the sound. But if, if I didn't have it on, you'd be hearing frogs in the rice fields right now. That is that is what I'm hearing. So, I yeah, can that's vouch for that because before we started, we could hear all the crickets and frogs and all the things. And <laughs> I love it. So yeah, Diego, I, it's nighttime for him. And what are you looking at, Jeff? I think you should turn that off. I want the... I, <laughs> this is meant to be the authentic digital nomad experience. So we want the bullfrogs. If I'm not mistaken, let those frogs come hear. through. There are we go. Them? Okay, now it's a digital nomad are. podcast. Perfect. Good. <laughs> I, 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 think it adds, I think it adds to the experience. Lovely little. It's like white noise. Well, I'll let Diego turn off when we start. But yeah, proof that Diego is. That is like you sound like you are in the rain. It really does. Yeah. I love the rice fields there in Bali. So <laughs> I'm the boring one today. I'm actually back in the states for a couple things. I'm heading to Mexico in a week or so, which I'm excited about. But in the States at the moment. And Jeff, you just got back to your favorite place. Where are you? Yep. I'm in Laurelis in Medellin. Got here last Sunday and just business as usual. Just got into my apartment. I get synced up Rappy with my new apartment and I'm just home again. No problem. Rappy is food delivery for anyone who does not know. Oh, that's an episode, isn't it? We might have to talk about Rappy. Also, some exciting development. I'm looking at property here. In Colombia, it's a very interesting time to think about buying because there's there's a couple things to note here. One is you can get very very nice apartment like in the city center for pretty reasonable costs. And two, there's something here called an investment residency. So if you invest over like I think it's around 170 thousand U.S. dollars equivalent in pretty much anything here, you can become a resident. So. This could be a developing thing that we'll talk about in the future. But anyways, that's my side stuff aside. Exciting stuff. Yeah, interesting stuff. Okay, so let's jump into the top questions that you're probably going to run into as part of becoming a remote worker. So I'm going to give you the first one. I want to let Diego respond with his blueprint on how to properly answer this question. Marissa, give me some color on that. And then I'll tell you how to not answer it, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) 
And before we jump into the actual first question, Jeff, mm. I think it'd be helpful for Diego just to give sort of an overview of like when he's interviewing people to come work for him, just in general, through all of these questions, like Diego, what are you looking for as people answer? Like, what do you want to know about them? And then we'll get into some of the specific questions. Yeah, perfect. I, I actually find that this is a really helpful approach for, you know, whatever you're doing, really, but especially if you're thinking about how you're going to come across in an interview, you have to ask yourself, well, what's what's going on on the other side, right? What is the, the person on the other side? What's the interviewer looking for uh, when they're asking me all of these different questions? And if you if you try to understand that and truly internalize it, you're hopefully going to get to the point where you intuitively know what the interviewer might want you to be talking about. And you're more likely to give the right answer, even if you come across a question that you might not have seen before, right? So it's more about kind of setting up that, that mindset or that framework that allows you to, to navigate all of these different questions really well, right? So what I could potentially do there is, is something that I would be doing as I set up these questions and prepare for interviewing somebody who might be coming into our team. Ironically, we just we just started our interview process the other day. Yesterday, I had three interviews for one of the roles that we're, that we're currently hiring for. And so these are some of the questions that I would have set up for that too. But basically, I start by asking myself, what do I want to know about this person? What do I want to know about you, about the person that's on the other side that's interviewing for the role that I am hiring for, right? And so I'll give you a few of these things that you're going to want to just think about as you come into these, these interviews. Um, first pointer there is I want to know if the person from, this is from a remote working perspective, right? If the person is going to be self-motivated and able to work autonomously, right? And there's a, there's a nice term that somebody mentioned to me a while back that was that idea of a manager of one, right? Are you able to, to truly manage yourself your own time and ensure that you don't require somebody else to manage you or micromanage you to get things done? Right. So that to me, as somebody hiring for a remote worker, that's really, really important because there's so much less of these, you know, natural serendipitous touch points that you might have at an office. Right. So that's a really important one. Second one is, are you organized? Right. Is the person that I'm hiring going to be organized? Being organized, I find is important generally across the, you know, across the spectrum when you're hiring <laughs> yes. or when you're applying for a job, but so much more, right. When you're talking about remote work. Right, because any lack of organization is really going to gonna have a big impact there when when you're communicating asynchronously around the world. Right. Yeah. And then the third point I wanted to mention there is I would be asking myself, are you able to be focused? How do you maybe eliminate distractions? Or is this something that you've even come across already? Do you understand how to maintain, how to compartmentalize your your time and how to maintain focused focused time for work? Right. That's one that to be fair, many of us still really struggle with, but just to know that you're <laughs> that you've been working on that. As you were saying um, that, honestly. I'm thinking, oh God, I'm so bad. All of us are sitting here, God. <laughs> yep. It's like Diego's passion is how to figure that out in life. <laughs> it really is. Hey, look, guys, there's a reason why we're asking these questions because we're looking for people who are better at this than Can we are. Can you help me? <laughs> yes. Because if we're all like me, then we have a problem. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. For the audience, Diego has this crazy spreadsheet that tracks every activity in his life. There'd be like crazy. there'd be like a four second pause where he like it says play, played with hair or readjusted readjusted hat or something. It's like and then very disappointed that he was not fully productive. We need to send out a screenshot of that crazy tracking thing. It's great. It's it's got oh my pivot God, tables guys. in it. It's it's madness. Like you that, really that should start it. It, I think it needs to. I actually, there might be a product in there. You need to figure out some sort of like productivity product that you need to sell because that that might be the best thing that you're at you're you are at, at doing in the world is learning how and teaching how to be productive. I I, I try, but believe me, it's not. It's never. It's never good enough. It's always. It's always this little challenge. <laughs> That's what there. makes I think you this good is at more it. Of a, <laughs> Let's... This is more of an emotional problem. Do you? <laughs> you got to be easier on yourself here. You really do. We'll go into a let's, therapy session another time. Let's we'll go on. Let's let, let, let's go ahead and let's jump into some of these questions though, and then we'll, we'll pepper in some of the overall recommendations at the end as well. Some final notes on that. So one let's of the main ahead. questions that you'll probably run into. And as I'm reading through these questions, as we're formulating these, there, there are definitely certain things that the interviewer are looking for, certain phrases and certain right ways and wrong ways to answer these questions. The first one here 
is what does quote unquote remote or working remotely actually look like for you? So Diego, what would be a good way to answer that question? Right, perfect. So again, you're asking yourself, what is the person actually looking for when they're asking me this question? And here, here you can see that they're they're going to want you to to tell them a little bit more about maybe what your setup is, how again, how organized you are, how structured you are, how you go about your day to day as you're as you're doing your work. And the more you're able to to sh to to give them an idea of what it actually looks like when you are going about your work, the more they're going to realize that you have remote work experience. So that's one of the things that they're probably looking out for here. It's easy to say, oh yeah, I've got remote work experience. It's something else for the interviewer to to see that you've actually done it because of the way that you're communicating around it, right? So that's one big part of it. And the other one is going to be that the more you're able to talk about specifics, maybe how you structure out your day, how you how you maintain focus the more you're going to to show that person again that you are able to be organized and able to work in a in a focused manner right another thing that they might be looking for at this point and again it's it's up to you to to decide how you're going to structure it exactly but something else they might be looking for here is to see that you're checking in with your team regularly and that you're you're throwing back and forth the, that communication so that you're not really you know you're not dropping the ball as you're as you're moving through different things especially if this is a a role where you're going to have to be a little bit more responsive Right. So that's maybe some of the high level things that I would mention here. Marissa, is there anything else that, that you can think of from, from your angle, from your perspective? Yeah. One thing, and this is my sort of like just general, bringing the general framework in for answering questions. There's an acronym that I love for interview questions. This also goes for resumes as well when you sort of have your bullet points. But that's to talk about uh, the, the acronym is C-A-R, CAR. So it's easy to remember. And that's Context, Action, and the Result. So a lot of people will just talk about things like, what does remote, remote working look like for you? And they'll just kind of like spout off things. But for anything, you want to bring it back to like, what's the actions you take? And then most importantly, like, what's the results of that is going to be really powerful that a lot of people forget to bring in. So if you just say like, working remotely means, you know, I have a framework, or I'm in a quiet place, or I use these tools, or I have, you know, I check in with my manager, or, you know, once a day, or whatever that looks like. And then you want to say, so again, the context is like, okay, when I'm working remotely, like, this is the thing, the actions I take are A, B, C, D, and E. And then the result of that is, and again, this is what people forget, is that I have better connection. You know, I make sure I have all these touch points with everyone I'm working with. I'm, you know, I open and close my day with specific tasks. I make sure nothing is left undone. You know, I'm making these things up. But whatever it is, like talk about um, not just like the actions, but what is that actually doing for the company, for you, for the results? And again, with everything you're doing, you just, you want to prove that you're there to help this company. So that's what I would kind of pepper in. And this is applicable to all of them, all questions. Mm. I love that I, approach. It's that idea of the impact that you're having on the on yeah. the manager, on the team, right? And that's exactly what the, the person's really going to, you're having empathy with them, right? You're, you're allowing them to, to sit there and go, oh, wow, I would love a teammate to have that impact on my team, right? Yeah. Mm. Something's always really resonated with me with, with this line of, of questions. And like when I've interviewed people that are going to be remote is some... A, a word that I'm looking for is over communicate. Like I always mm -hmm. emphasize, we've mm -hmm. talked about that before on this podcast with other recommendations as well, but yeah. I, that's something that I've always focused on, especially in the early months. Like I want to see that in the first couple months with my employees that they're over communicating everything. It's like, it's like you, you kind of just have to go a little too far over the edge with that stuff just to prove that you are super available and you are taking yeah. this job seriously, not sitting on a beach kind of thing. So that's something that I would definitely want to hear is that like, I am going to be available. What system, what are you using? <laughs> You're using Slack? Okay, I'm on Slack. You will always be able to reach me. And then those first couple yeah. of months, you just make sure that you you are, like you are like responding as they're typing stuff in there so that people are like, okay, all right, this person, I... So if anything happens down the road, some blackout, they'll just think it's like it's some weird anomalous event and not like a usual thing. And they won't even think twice about it. Yeah. And I really like that question. I know when I first started working remotely, I had worked in an office for Pepsi for like, I don't know, four or five years. And then I was working remotely for my team in California. And I had a brand new boss who didn't know me from back in, in New York. Mm. And I did, I was not good at check. I was so used to just like people walking by me and just like knowing I was there and doing stuff. And it took a lot to like for us to learn together. She was like, I need you to call me more. Like, I need you to 
check in in this way. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, didn't know I needed to do that, you know, when I first started. So, yeah, I like what you're saying there in terms of that. It's just ask ask them, like, what does success look like for you? Like, how do you like to stay in touch? How do you, how mm-hmm. would you like me to do this? You can ask questions as well and say, I'm willing, you know, I work remotely by making sure I check with my manager to see the best, you know, way to do this and what I need to do and, and have it be a fluid conversation of, you know, this is what works for me, but I want to make sure it works for you as well. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit here. We're going to go into question number two, and we're going to start talking about actual physical space. So one of the questions that you'll run into is what do you need in your physical workspace to be successful in your job? So what they're actually talking about here is like, what does your work setup look like? So I I think what you can infer from that is not like, what do you need, but are you currently set up to be able to be a remote worker? So I'll start with Diego. Remote and travel specifically. And travel specifically, exactly. And Diego is going to answer this the best because I feel like he's the king of all the the tools and things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Another, another interesting one and, and, when I ask this question, I think what I would want to hear from the other person is more than anything, maybe the most important thing at this point is just to to show me that they've put thought into this, that they have experience, right? That they're not somebody who's never worked remotely, unless that is the case. And then, you you, you know, that's also, that's, that's okay. But then you know that you're going to struggle a little bit more, maybe competing against other people who are already remote. Um, but those two things are, are really going to shine through in this, in this kind of question. And then it might help to also just show that you're that you're taking work seriously, right? And this is your chance to show that you're very professional about work, even when work means I'm working from a different country, I'm working from home, I'm working from an environment that isn't, you know, the the office with the, with that perfect setup. But what have you done to turn your environment into a space that is a is a productive professional space for you, right? What are those items? To give you a quick quick idea of maybe what what some of us do here, when you know, as I'm seeing people working here, or what I do myself as well, I've got noise canceling headphones, right? That is a it's a, a physical piece of gear that I know allows me to be immediately productive and and be in the zone. I've got headphones that I use for calls because I know that my voice is going to be more more crisp and not not muffled coming through that. I might have you know, a, a, an internet backup device with me to ensure that, that the ball isn't being dropped there as I'm working, right? There's some of those different things that you can, that you can mention there that just show that you've, you've put thought into that and you are showing up professionally in your work. So Diego, I got a question on this question. When an interviewer is asking it, are they genuinely curious about your setup and the technology that you're using? Or is, are there certain things that they're looking for in your response? Like the actual certain equipment that they're looking to hear about yeah they're not they're not really looking for a specific type of equipment i wouldn't be too worried about that frankly if i'm going to be hiring somebody and i know that there's specific equipment they need if it's standard equipment then i would probably assume that they're going to have it if it's non-standard i would probably assume that i have to figure out a way to get that equipment to them so i wouldn't get yeah that's a it's great that you that you clarified that jeff because it, it you could fall into a trap to try to explain something that the interviewer really doesn't doesn't care about, right? This question really more than anything is just there to give them an idea of, you know, how you're setting yourself up professionally, how you're setting yourself up to to allow yourself to be productive wherever you are, right? So that's really the, the focus here. They, so they kind of just want to hear that you do have an answer to that question. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, exactly. was going to say, Diego, you mentioned like it might be a disadvantage if someone hasn't ever worked and traveled before versus someone who has. But I would say if you're listening, don't let that deter you. And instead, listen to the I want to have Diego actually answer this question so if someone could hear. But that way, because you're listening to this, you can be prepared. So even if you haven't done it, you're like, hey, I've you know, maybe I've done a week away and I tried this and I've researched all of these things. And I listened to this awesome podcast. I told me no joking. But you know, I, I have all the things that I'm ready to be set up. So Diego, if we were to ask you this question, if you were if you were the interviewee answering what are just some examples? That, like, how would you actually answer this question? Like, what would you, what are maybe like three examples of something you might say? Yeah, perfect. So I'd say that for myself, again, I, I mentioned the the headset, that that's really important. And I would, that's probably the first one that I would start with because I would, I would say, well, look, I've, I've got the, I, I bought myself these, these noise canceling headphones. What they do is they allow me to, first of all, obviously make sure that I'm just not hearing anything that's going on around me. So if I'm in a space where maybe somebody else is passing through, I don't get distracted as I'm there, right? At the same time, it also sends a signal to everybody around me that I am 
focused, right? If I'm in a co-working space, for example, it clearly tells everybody that I'm, I'm here to, to work and that right now may, maybe it's not the right time to bother me, right? And the third thing that it does for me is that it immediately, as soon as I put it on, I turn on the, you know, the same music that I usually work to and then maybe I, I hit the, the noise canceling. It, it just puts me into this mode of, of work, right? It's, some, it's something like an anchor that kind of gets you, in, gets you rolling and gets you going, okay, now I'm, I'm working and now I'm going to be productive, right? So by having said all of this in my response, and this is just me talking about maybe one of those, those tools, I've, yeah. I've told them that I care about productivity, that uh, I'm intentional about how I do my work and how I carve out time for work right yeah and then i just that i just show up professionally to um, to what i'm doing right and that I, I don't let things around me be distractions right that there's a certain and discipline to the way i can vouch for diego doing that he puts on his his headphones and like you do not speak to diego when he <laughs> when he has his headphones on it's very clear but i uh -huh. love that it's like a great example thanks diego yeah when no i get worries. that when I get people trying to talk to me with the headphones on i give them i the way exaggerated taking them off like <sighs> you, you can't see me oh, yeah. the audience can't see me but i'm like <laughs> like it's a, a enormous effort for me to lift my hands up to my headphones turn them off and then say <laughs> lean in and say sorry what was that <laughs> so to make it really clear like when, when i've got the headphones on, oh jeff this hits I, home too much <laughs> I, well i mean there's a reason why you're putting them on like you really try you're yeah, in the zone yeah. and it's very very difficult to stop and restart i don't want to go down this path because you can really start yes. we can number three we, we can go product we can go productivity <laughs> if, if we want but let's do that another, we'll do episode. That another time yes. okay all right what's question three third, third question how do you handle your calendar and schedule and as a secondary, a follow-up, what apps, systems, communications do you use in order to do that? This is an interesting one. To me, the one thing that I'd be looking for here from a candidate is literally just tell me about your organization style. Or in other words, tell me that you're organized without telling me, <laughs> telling me that you're organized, right? This is your <laughs> chance to talk about the different things that you do, how you structure your, your day, how you use those different tools to make sure that you're on top of things, that you don't miss out on certain tasks, that you're communicating, that you're not missing calls, that you're, that you're on it, right? And again, as, as you heard before, organization is such an important part for for a solid remote worker because there's nobody there who's going to be just looking over your shoulder and, and you know doing the micromanaging start stuff so we need to know that you're going to be able to hit the hit the ground running and and make sure that you're not dropping the ball on things right so that's that's the gist for me really there do you have any yeah, suggestions on actual like app system communications that you would say as an answer to that like like i've got experience in xyz yeah. so that they would hear that and go oh okay cool this person knows typical different technologies that would make this job easy for them yeah again because the focus here on this question probably is mostly okay remember what you said on the last question jeff i actually think i think that was really really important this is another one of those questions where you could find yourself tripping up and going oh, they want to know that I know how to use Slack or they want to know that I know how to use email, right? And that's a big problem because you're, you're going to really miss the point. I don't really care about that stuff too much. I know that you can learn how to use Slack or whatever other tool that, that you're going to have to use. I, I, what I'm trying to do is, is dig a tad deeper and understand how do you use those different tools because that tells me who you are and how you're going to show up at work, right? Again, it's, it's back to the organizational skills, right? So a way that you could answer this, for example, that, that, you know, that I would probably answer this and I would find really, really valuable to hear is I live and die by my, by my calendar, right? I'm every morning I, I start the day. I look at my calendar, see what events I've got coming up. That tells me what's absolutely urgent. If I've got any big, important tasks. I'll put them in there. If I've got any calls coming up. I know when those are, and I can start to plan. I'm preparing for those, for those calls, right? I'll check my calendar throughout the day. I've got notifications set up with my calendar. All that pops, pops up on my, my screen as I'm working. Basically, if something's in my calendar, I don't miss it. I don't, I don't drop the ball on that, right? That's, it's just one of the examples of how you talk about a tool as simple as a calendar that everybody knows how to use. But what you're really saying is, I'm organized. I'm not going to drop the ball. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, like, inadvertently, you probably don't even realize you're doing it, but you're talking about, like, the action I take and the result of that, right? So I put everything in my calendar as the result is that I don't miss anything. I will show up. I will do these things. And that's what people want to hear. And then, yeah, like, again, there's so many organization apps, but I think, I think like, some flexibility would be good here, too. So you could say, you know, like in, in the past, you know, my past job or in my personal life, I use Trello or the notes in my phone or Notion or Slack or, you know, whatever it is. It's not like they said 
what it is you use, but just show an example and say, you know, I love using Trello for my to-do list. And that way, every time I check off, I move it over when it's done. So I can visually see, I can share that with my team so that you can see the results if you'd like. But also I'd love to know, you know, what is it that you guys, is there anything specifically that you guys use at your company that you found successful? Because I'm open to, you know, I'm open to to doing what makes the results best for both of us. If you want to see too, it could be a cool way to show like, here's what I do, but also mm-hmm. like, what what does success look like for you guys in your company? Because I'm flexible and can handle that too. That's a great answer because obviously, like Diego said, you're you've got something prepared. It's it's thought out. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. you haven't pigeonholed yourself into one certain type of technology. And you are saying that, right. and you you can learn any of these technologies. Anybody that's mm-hmm. that's you know moving into this kind of sector can learn these type of technologies. So these are, these are really good responses. This next one, let's jump into question four. I feel like there's this is kind of like the last question. There there is an aspect to people just want to see that you've thought this out and you've got an answer prepared. But I also think there's another aspect to it where there is a right way to answer this. And the question is, how do you prepare for meetings and facilitate meetings? What do you make sure to do during or for a meeting? Perfect. Yeah. So this one, again, it's, it's similar to the, to the other questions. And you see, you see a pattern here across all these questions, really. They are all largely trying to, to answer or sorry, to get you to answer the same kind of things and show the same kind of things about yourself. It's about organization. It's about how autonomous you are in terms of your work. It's about focus. It's about professionalism. And it's about communication, really, right? So those are really the, the things that you're looking for here. And it's the same with this with this question here, too. In this case, I, I would personally be be really happy with a response where, where somebody shows me that they they are coming prepared to something. That's obvious. So, But not just saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to prepare for the meeting. You're going to have to describe that to me, right? Because if you just say, if, if you tell me what you're doing or what you're going to do, I won't believe you. If you describe that to me, it'll feel a lot more real. It'll feel like that's actually something that you have done in the past. And, and I would, of course, hope that that is the truth. I would expect that that is the truth, right? Um, so that makes a, that makes a difference. Coming, in, coming into those meetings prepared and however your, whatever your process is for doing that, right? If you're the one running that meeting, how do you ensure that you're making the most of the time and sometimes in, in remote teams time is it's a very limited thing because you know in the case um, of us right now we're spanning across time zones we're, we're 12 hours apart from each other and sometimes if you've got somebody working in Europe now you've got there's literally one hour in the day where everybody is awake and everybody is available for a call you know how do you make the most of that of that little time right how do you ensure that you're that your meeting is always on point. And here again, the more the more you can tell me about how you how you structure things out, how you ensure that important topics are being both discussed and important decisions are being noted down and that you then later communicate after the meeting, which probably would be the bonus answer to this to this question is what do you do? What do you do after the meeting, right? That would really sort of take that that question a little bit further where you potentially summarize what has been decided to make sure that everybody who maybe wasn't on the call because they were sleeping at that time somewhere around the world. Um, and, and, and again, it goes back to that over communicating that Jeff, you were talking about earlier, right? That's the kind of person that I would love to have in the team, right? That's somebody who would really, really drive us forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so based on, on that, Diego, an answer might be something like, before a meeting, I make sure to prepare an agenda with like the five things we need to get through on that call. I make sure we stay on time during that. So, you know, time is really important because we're all in different time zones. So I make sure we hit on every specific thing. And then afterwards, I make sure to do kind of a wrap up, like some, some bullet points to post on Slack or whatever we're using so that it's there for us to reference. And in case anyone missed it, they know what to do. It's like kind of something like that. Yes, absolutely. The only caveat I would say there, Marissa, is that when you started that that response, you know, before the meeting, I would set the set the agenda, have five bullet points that I would talk through. That was almost too generic to me, right? And so Ooh. me on the other side listening in, <laughs> I, would, a harsh interviewer. I would feel like <laughs> shots fired. But but it's important, right? Because if if you know, <laughs> but it's it's more to to. To get us thinking about this idea that if you can describe just a little bit more, if you tell if you tell me something that that is it's unlikely that what I would, would be hear an example, like one anyone. thing more. Right. It it could be something like, for example, I feel that every meeting should always have one, you know, non-negotiable outcome. There's one incredibly important thing that we're gonna do in a meeting, and there might be five other um, bullet points that we're that we're gonna try to cover through. I'll always start the I'll write these things down. I'll maybe write write down what is my ideal 
um, how, how would I ideally like this, this meeting to go? What's my ideal outcome at the end of this meeting, right? And then going into the meeting, I will tell um, the team there, here, here is the one most important thing that we have to resolve today. Once we've got that solved, then I'd love to move on to these other five points I've got, right? All I'm saying is if you can get just a little bit more specific, it doesn't have to be that answer, but just get a little bit more specific and I'll trust you more, right? I'll trust your answer more. It'll feel like it's actually something that you do. Like you've done it before. Exactly, exactly. I would argue that there's a, just a couple prerequisites in there that unsaid things that the interviewer might be looking for that I would be looking for. And I would what I would want to hear is that as an answer to this question, I would want to hear them say that I'm going to have a quiet work environment for my meeting because I, as an you yeah, know, as a previous point. employer, I would become very, very frustrated with employees that have people running in the background, that there's a bad internet connection, that there's poor, like extra noise in the background. I would want to hear some answer that, that indicates to me that they've prepared for this meeting by having good internet having a quiet workspace that's also distraction-free because that's going to distract my team. It's going to distract me. So those are just the few, like most, I'd say like 90%. I want to hear what Diego has to, like all of those points that he made that you've got this well thought out answer that you're hitting all those boxes. But I do want to hear these, these kind of like non-negotiables for me that you are going to have a professional work environment as part of your meetings. That's a great point just to add on our layer of, of our Nomad podcast of that that is hard sometimes with travel and remote work. So yeah, it sounds like the first answer is really just the generic like work from home, whatever normally, but Jeff's answer really adds like the travel aspect on top, which is great for this. Cool. Question five. So how would you handle lack of face-to-face -face contact when working remotely this could be an entire episode how do you give me yeah. how do you give me a quick 60 seconds on that diego mm, that's a tough one so i think you have to ask yourself what is what does face-to-face -face contact give you that the remote setup misses out on or that that usually the remote setup misses out on and then you have to kind of talk about how you might compensate for some of those things right and so primarily probably boils down to the employer to feeling like the team might not get so connected, right? Or that there might also be opportunities missed for the team to to have ideas that, you know, that come about serendipitously, right? And so you'd have to find find a, a way for you to show them that this is something that either you've, you've thought about or that you've already, already overcome, right? So an answer could, for example, be, you know, I would... I, I would pick up the phone when I'm when I'm I'm struggling to work something through. I'd ask somebody else on the team if they if they have a little bit of time to to brainstorm on something. Uh, we'd figure something out together, and then once 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 we've got that that figured out, we'll post it out to the uh, to the rest of the team, for example, to give other people a chance to hop into those things as well. Or I've been using you know Slack a lot, and there's this uh, there's this huddle feature. It's a chance for you to just say, look, I'm available for a huddle. If you are too, if it's a good time for you as well, just hop on in. And it's kind of like emulate that that idea of, of being in a room where conversations and brainstorming can can be had right and so those are nice ways to do that and then then the other thing is I think I personally from a from a team perspective would love if somebody's coming into the team and is seeking out ways to get more connected with the rest of the team because we've noticed that that's a little bit of a challenge and if I know that you not only bring to the team, the professional side of things, but also you are a person who's likely to get the team to become more connected and more just tight knit, then that's a huge value add for me as, as an employer, right? So if you can think, for example, I'd, I'd love to organize, you know, this thing once a month where I invite people to have a little conversation about, about something that, that everybody is, is passionate about or some, you know, have something there that, that shows that you'd really want to connect with the rest of the team, right? I feel like there's more to this question, though, and, and I'd love to see your your take on it, guys. Yeah, I, I almost think, like you said, we could dedicate a whole episode to this podcast because it's really just about remote work and how do you make teams successful. But I think just to keep it short in this particular one, you answered it great, where there isn't, if I think back to your initial kind of comment for this podcast is there's not a right or wrong specific answer of like, you must make sure you call your manager face to face once a day, or, you know, it's it's not like there's a specific thing you have to do, but more that you're thinking, like Diego said, of there's these cool ways, you know, I might, I might do this once a month thing, or, you know, when I first get started, I'm going to make sure I have, 
you know, a 30 minute call with everyone on the team just to get to know them personally, because that's really important for me and my relationships, you know, because we don't have the, you know, the water cooler talk or whatever you call it, if that's not even relevant anymore. But you know what I mean? So really just that you're thinking like, I'm, I'm going to find a way to still one, build rapport with people. And then two, almost that over communication of like, even though I'm not, you know, bumping by you, you know, once an hour in an office, I want to make sure that I'm still communicating through whatever platform is best for you guys. So, you know, I'm doing X, Y, or Z or making sure we have, you know, Zoom calls with video on once every so often or whatever that is just to to make sure you are kind of overcompensating for what you don't have. So yeah, I completely agree. That's with my you thoughts. On that one. We could, we could go far into specific things, but just those are some ideas. Yeah, I, I completely agree with both of you on that one. I, th- I think that what I would want to see is in an interview E acknowledging that lack of face-to-face contact um, is is a, a bit of a problem. You don't have that same collaborative. So I want them to say that. I want to hear them acknowledge that that is a thing and that they are going, they're prepared to overcompensate for that. And whether whatever that solution is, if they were to say to me like, hey, my last company, I made sure that we, we, when we did our meetings, it was video, it was cameras on always. So we could actually see expressions and it wasn't just phone calls. At least just like Diego's been going on about is like have some sort of answer ready, some sort of solution that's well thought out. Other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you guys on that one. Okay, let me go to the one that I'm going to answer wrong. And let, <laughs> should I, can I just ask you this question and answer how you told us you would answer? Yes, go ahead. You, you have uh, number okay. question six for everybody who's keeping track. We're on question six now. And Marissa's we taking had a good one. laugh about this before we started. So, okay, this is how Jeff would answer this question. Jeff is my interviewee. Jeff, how do you balance your work life and the rest of your life? Oh, thank you for asking me that, Marissa. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> that's how I answer. Jeff told us that's and how you would answer. I <laughs> did not land the job. <laughs> Jeff would not be hired by me or Diego. So. No, please tell us Diego. how to properly answer that question, Diego us, and Marissa. Tell us why it's important and how you would love for someone to answer that question differently than well, Jeff. I mean, they, t- they tell you that it's all about standing out, right? So, Jeff, you nailed that part. <laughs> <laughs> you stood out. <laughs> Oh. Wait, Jeff, tell us why you thought that was none of our business first, and we'll we'll let Diego explain why it is. Because I understand because I understand why the interviewer is asking that question. They they want to understand that somebody's going to be able to do this kind of thing without melting down, right? Because yeah, there's a, especially like working and traveling is yeah, there's there's a lot of work life balance there for somebody that's new coming into this that hasn't had established routine yet that doesn't know how to balance their life with this this new lifestyle that they're going to be going into, there is a higher risk for it not working out, for sure, if they don't come in with some sort of plan. So I understand why they're asking that question. But on the flip side of that, from my perspective, what how people unwind and the things that they do to satisfy their work-life balance is nobody's business. And so I might not want to tell you that like, I like to, whatever it is, like, it doesn't even have to be that sensitive. It could be like, I do yoga for 45 minutes every morning. If you care to share that, cool. If you want to volunteer that, but if you ask me what my hobbies are and what my things are to keep me balanced, it's very, very personal. It's none of your business. So funny. That's like all I want to know about a person. But Diego, you answer first. Like, why is that important to you that you know about someone's yoga and how what their hobbies and free time are like? Or it's not even how you have to answer this. But yeah, I'm curious your take, Diego. I, I'm excited about the three of us starting to to build out the team and hiring because that is gonna it's gonna be brilliant. It's gonna, it's gonna be a lot I'm of fun. Sorry for anyone who ever interviews with all three of us in advance. We apologize. You're apologizing for me. Or, any, or anyone of us. We're just apologizing. <laughs> Well, look, guys, Jeff, I want to I want to give you some credit here and and say you're right. Like it's it's a it's a weird question. But, you know, the interviewer is only human. And in a perfect world, maybe they wouldn't ask that question. And you could say, okay, maybe that wasn't 100 percent tactful. But the reality is they might have asked the question. In fact, they might have Googled best questions to ask if you're going to hire a remote worker and this question might have come up and they go, all right, let's just pick this one. So, you know, you have to you have to just realize that you're now in the interview. You probably want the job, don't you? So so let's figure out a, a potentially, potentially better way to, to, 
to get an answer back for this. So again, what is, what's the person really looking for here? One of them is that is exactly what you were saying, Jeff, is that you're not going to just melt down after a while. You're not going to get a burnout because you don't know how to balance your life. And it all just blends into, you know, a, an absolute mess of working and, and life all the time. A lot For a lot of people, that's been the reality with COVID, right? They've, they've gone home and then suddenly... They were work, either working all the time or they were distracted all the time. They had kids running into their into their meetings. There's plenty of of videos out there of, of people doing that. So um, that's that's probably one part of it. And the other part that I would find in this answer is also just how disciplined are you at the end of the day, right? How professional and how disciplined are you? Are you carving out the time? Are you creating some form of separation? Am I gonna am I gonna be paying you to do the work or am I gonna be paying you to do your laundry, to you know, to to go get some groceries? This all of this just shows me how professional you are about um about how you show up for the job, right? And as long as I'm getting the feeling that you that you have discipline and that you are professional, fair enough. You do you do you, do your yoga. That's entirely up to you. So Marissa, this is my least favorite question. This is your favorite question. Give give me your um, response. Well, it's funny when I actually read this question, I think about it differently than you, than you interpreted it. So when I'm just thinking about your answer of like, how do you unwind? I think someone asked me this when I like went to work for Pepsi of like, how do you handle your, like, it's almost like, how do, how do you handle your stress is what you were talking about. And for me, I'm like exercise, I work out, I do this. And I think that's great to know that someone is able to like deal with, I don't know, you know me, I love to talk about like emotions and this, but like, how do you, how do you handle hard things? Like, are you just going to blow up at me and like never talk and shut your computer and stop working? Or are you going to like communicate and go for a run and then come back and be like, when I'm stressed, I, you know, that was kind of what you were talking about. But when I read the question, how do you balance your work life and the rest of your life? When I think about this, when someone's asking me and I'm talking about traveling the world while I'm working, I think it's important to address like if, if that's the case for this, so how do you balance that? And so I would say, you know, for this, like work is my, you know, number one priority to get done. And I'm going to balance the, you know, figure out what that looks like based on the time zone I'm in, based on where I am, based on what you as a company are asking from me and the hours I, you know, is it a nine to five? Is it get your work done, you know, any time, in which case that might look a little bit different. And I would talk about that. So I would say, you know, for me, life is really important. That's why I'm choosing, you know, I want to work and and travel at the same time, but I'm going to prioritize work. And then, you know, the life comes, I'm going to, if I have to work these hours, I'm going to, you know, if I'm in Europe, I'm going to really enjoy my mornings and explore. And that's really exciting to me. And I'm so excited that I can do that. And then I'm going to be even more productive in, in my job and then, you know, chill at night or whatever that looks like. Right. So there's lots of different ways, depending on what the company is asking of you, what the hours are like. But I think there's a lot of cool answers here to give that will show, hey, travel is actually going to re-energize me. It's actually going to make me a better employee because I'm going to love my life so much that I'm going to work so much better for you. So you can kind of add that in there. Okay, use one of those cool answers in my, and not my... <laughs> Cocky, fuck n- off. not fuck that's off answer. answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a, that's not a cool answer. If those were cool answers. Mine was not a cool answer. Your yeah. last statements that you made there, Marissa, actually segue perfect mm-hmm. into question number seven, mm-hmm. which is why do you want to work remotely? Yeah, I'll just keep, keep going. going. Yeah, and we'll keep... pop it back to Diego. But yeah, I think with everything, right? Like if you are asking permission to travel the world while you are working remotely, it's really great. Like nobody owes you anything, I would say at the end of the day, right? We've talked about this probably some on the podcast, but a lot of, you know, there's a lot of self entitlement that people talk about, especially with the next generation, which I disagree with. But you have to remember, you are entitled to do this, but a company is not, you know, doesn't have to hire you. So you really, in all of these questions, want to show and everything, like what's the result that's going to help the company at the end of the day, right? Like you're here to help this company. They're paying you to help them. So when you say, why do you want to work remotely? Yes, talk about yourself, but make sure it really ties back to the results of the company. So as I just sort of said, you know, for me, I would say, you know, I, let's say I wasn't already traveling the world or maybe, you know, I'm going to go back to before I was, I would say, you know, I've had a dream to see all of these, you know, different countries. And I know in the way that, you know, a typical work, you know, works in an office, I'll I'll never have the time to do that. And for me, travel and seeing different cultures and being different places energizes me so much. So I'm so excited to have this opportunity to work remotely, because I know that because of all of these experiences I'm having, I'm going to be in a better mood, I'm going to be really excited, I'm going to be so grateful for this experience, and I'm going to make sure I do my job so much better, I'm going to be more excited, I'm going to be more 
productive with a prettier view every day instead of, you know, in home in a city that I don't like or whatever that might be, right? So make that answer really genuine, you know, genuine to you. That would be my answer. But the point is like, don't just say, I want to work remotely for me, you know, so I can do X, Y, and Z, but like, how does it help them? And Diego, any other thoughts? Yeah. So let me know, by the way, if the audio is getting a little bit weird because it is pouring down right now and I'm on, under a little roof over here in the rice fields. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if we're still good it. with audio. Okay, uh-huh. perfect. So that's, that's, that's a little, little hint for all of you guys listening in. I'm using something called CRISP, K-R-I-S-P. It's a little tool that just drowns out all of this noise. And again, for those of you curious about how this works, by the way, this is not me plugging it. We're not affiliates in any way, but I just find it brilliant. So now I'm not sure wow. if you can hear that. That's it. Crazy, huh? That's what's happening right now. Oh my right gosh, now. Diego, yeah. this is Christmas magic. Right. Brilliant, huh? <laughs> you need Incredible. to be an advertisement for them. Maybe right. they will be. <laughs> we, no, we, should, we should definitely be affiliates for, for these guys. Um, well, so so a little, little more to that question that I might just add is, I think it's important that that the interviewer doesn't get the feeling that you're going, well, I want to work remotely so I can travel. Because what that basically says is, I'm only applying for this job because I want to travel, right? And the only thing that I'm here for is that. And I think that that's a mistake if that is what's ultimately going to come across to me. Because we, you know, we, we've hired so many people and interview a lot of people to, to get to those positions. If I ever got the feeling that somebody was just looking for that and that they were not passionate about the job or about the type of company that we're building together or about the team or about something that that's meaningful to me and that maybe remote work and the ability to to be location dependent might be a choice that they've made in their lives but that they see it as something that they can find in so many different companies right especially now it's so readily available they chose our company because of different reasons it's just that remote work is important to them regardless right so I think that's that. That's just the only thing I'd like to add to that, that you don't make the mistake to allow the interviewer to ever feel like you've just been chosen because it's a remote job that lets you travel, right? Huh. Caution there. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I would I have like I would have probably not answered that right. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's really good. For me, I, I would probably say something along the lines that, you know, would get me into a little bit of trouble. I would say, yeah, well, not too bad, maybe like, 50% of the way there where I'd, I'd be leaving few, a few questions open and be like, yeah, well, traveling is a huge part of my life. And I do want to be able to work and travel in order to feel like a, you know, a fulfilled person. And it generally makes me a better worker. So I'd probably be halfway there, but they would still probably be getting that inkling that I was applying for that job because it was a remote first type of job. So your angle that you took there is, is is definitely the right response. Having heard that, that's the right response. And I think all you're saying is, I, I only apply for remote positions because this is so important to my life. But by saying that, you've said, that's not why I'm applying to your job. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a base, like minimum sort of criteria that I, that I have when I'm looking for a job in general, mm. right? I'm here because I love what you do or because I, I love the product or because I love the team. Right, right. So you're almost framing it like I am a remote worker and I've and I've selected your organization because of list out all the reasons that you've come prepared that you know about the organization exactly. that, that you enjoy, that you're looking forward to learning and what you're going to contribute, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's a great. I think overall, when I think about interviewing for a company, it's so important to do hours of research I think a lot of people don't always do to really be certain of why you do want to work for that company and that can be sprinkled out throughout all of this I think the more you show like I'm here for for you for this company for this industry for this environment because you've done xyz because I'm excited about this topic whatever that is 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 really important to show throughout all of the answers but I like how you sprinkled that into this particular one Diego that's well done well done <laughs> Maybe the three of us could just interview together. We'd really be rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, any anybody that does interview with us, you know you're not going to get question six from me. So you've got six questions you got to deal with. And you've, I will ask you about your personal life and Jeff will not. <laughs> I will not. I, I might step in and say, Marissa, please don't. And then I'll get vetoed by Diego. And then here we go. And now you know how to answer that question properly. There you go. Cool. So yes. th- that is... The seven main questions. Curious if you have heard a different question as part of the interview process. 
send it over to us. I would I would love to hear what the other ones are. I think we hit on the main <laughs> ones for the most part. If you have any questions about uh, interview questions that you think you might run into, shoot it over to us. There's also a new feature on Spotify where we can ask questions and polls. We've been adding those in there. So do participate in those. Also, if you haven't signed up for our email list, Marissa, what are, what are we at? Email, beachcommute.com backslash email. I think you can get onto our yep. email list where we send mm-hmm. out show notes, send out the occasional remote job listings, which a lot of people are applying for all of a sudden. So this is a, an interesting new trend. Other than that, any other last takeaways that our audience should put in their back pocket before jumping into that first interview? Yeah, maybe a few quick thoughts would just be, just remember that none of us are perfect. You know, as, as an interviewer, I'm not sitting here expecting you to answer in the, you know, in the absolute ideal way to each of these questions. That's not the, what I would recommend doing is just write down what you might want to intentionally answer for these questions, because it's just one of the ways to prepare so that you don't come into this, then the questions asked and you're totally unprepared, right? And then maybe just, just a, a small thing that you can change around that is just add one more thing, add, add some, something else that you would like to do. In an ideal world, if you if you were able to make this one little improvement about how you show up or how you work or what kind of professional you are, add that part in and start start baking that into the way that you show up for your current work, right? Whatever that is. And start to basically become that. Let this be your new way way of essentially operating in your in your work. And then you can also start to communicate this in your in your interviews and you'll feel confident about this, right? And then maybe the last little bit to, to mention there is whatever you do, focus on your strengths, right? So if you know that you're really great at organizing, talk a little bit more about that. What the interviewer is going to leave that conversation with is, wow, I think this person's really, really good at organizing. I think this, this person's really on it, right? And there might be a few other things that they could have looked for that might not be your absolute strengths, but what they would remember are the things that that they did want to see that you were really, really good at, right? So lean into those, right? Anything else there, guys? Anything that's on awesome. your side? No, I think that's great. My last takeaway for anyone listening is don't, don't be deterred if you haven't done remote work yet, right? So a lot of the things we talked about here is like, oh, my experience with this is already, you know, doing X, Y, or Z. But I hope that from this podcast episode, you heard from us some ideas of, of the type of software, the type of communication, the type of things that someone would do. So even if you haven't done it yet, like still make sure you go apply for these jobs and be excited about remote work and travel and just say, you know, hey, I, I haven't done this yet, but I've been doing so much research. I've been listening to this. I've been reading about this. I've trying out these different softwares. I'm excited. I know I need to do these things. And here's what I will do, even if you haven't done it yet. So that's what we're hoping to prepare you for to, to go out and do this, even if it is your first time. Cool. That wraps it up. All right, everybody. If you haven't done so already, if you're looking to become a remote worker, you're looking for a job, you're looking for tips, you definitely want to get on our email list. So beachcommute.com backslash email. Send it out in the show notes. Otherwise, thanks, Marissa. Thanks, Diego. And we will see you all next time. Hey.